The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Maine and Stafford. Find out more at ladynorlands.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. All right, folks. Good to be with you, on with you live tonight. I just wish I could have, I should have got home a little sooner, but the rain held me up today, but so what? Rams Rewind is live here in the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group. And for those of you listening out in podcast land, thank you for joining us. And VCU kind of kind of gets one over on the team that's really had to voodoo on them the last few years. And that is those doggone those doggone uh, Rhode Island Rams. They have they have uh, they've beaten them tonight and and despite what the box score says. They beat them soundly. I know it ends up 73-64. The Rhode Island with the game, I mean the game's long over, long decided. They get the eight, they score the last eight points of the game. They hit the last four or five shots, which gets them over 40% for the game, which is kind of annoying. Um, you know, yeah, the well, yeah, I was gonna say, Carl, this is the Kingston Rams against the black and gold Rams. That's what I like to say. Uh, and we had no trouble with the Kingston Rams tonight except for the turnovers. I mean, really, that is the only thing. That is really one of the only things you can get on this team about tonight is is the turnovers. Because that was listening to the game as I was finishing up in the first half. The turnovers were just a mess. You know, they had five turnovers in the first, what was it, three minutes. And I think what they ended up with in the first half uh, they ended up with 13 turnovers, uh, and then they had 20 and they had 21 for the game, and they still got 73. They really, if they had their stuff together tonight, really had their stuff together, they could have had 85 or 90 tonight. And and again, remember something: the context to this, Rhode Island is in the top 10 in the country in field goal percentage defense. Top 10 of the country in in that stat. They you know VCU's been way up there. But now Rhode Island was is ahead of them in that stat, um, and and VCU really should have ended up over fifty percent for the game. They end up just under fifty percent, twenty six to fifty three. Uh, so this was a really good offensive performance from VCU and Matt Mobley. Yeah, you you could you could you could certainly say that VCU could have won by forty. But let's also be fair on the other side. If Rhode Island could have made foul shots, this could have been a very stressful end of the game. Um, you know, Rhode Island, Rhode Island got 19 foul shots in the first half and only made eight of them. And in a game where you're down 17, that's just that's just what the heck. Especially when VCU was making them, and then they quit making them in the second half. Unfortunately, some of that though, some of those misses came at the end when the game was decided. So there's a little bit of there's a little bit of. Uh, 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 pass you give to there, but this this was really a good offensive performance from VCU tonight. Again, seventy three flyers. I mean, of course, it starts with Keyshawn Curry, who had who God, what a night! What a night he had. You know, VCU's kind of spinning their wheels early in the game. You know, they're turning over and they're not really 
getting anything on offense going. Rhode Island isn't either, so it's not like they buried themselves. And then all of a sudden, you know, they have the 11-0 run, and it's two Curry threes, you know, sandwiched uh, two Curry threes and a, and a Vince Williams three. Bam, bam, bam. And, and, I, and URI did not come anywhere near the lead after that. Um, you know, that, that – and, and that's the thing. That's the only thing Keyshawn Curry has been missing is a consistent outside shot. As quick as he is off the dribble, as fast as he is in open court, all he's ever needed was that out was a, was an outside shot that the defender would have to respect, and then he would be a real problem. Because if you have to respect that outside shot, then he's going to get by you. It's just the way it is, and and you saw it tonight. And what I love, the best part about Keyshawn Curry's game, so he hits three threes in the first half. And he never's done that before. Does he go crazy? Does he just start chucking? No. He doesn't take a three-pointer in the second half. He doesn't take a three-pointer in the second half. In fact, and I think the only critic, you know, if you want to find another nit to pick with VCU, he only takes four shots in the second half and makes three of them. Uh, but that's the thing. Keyshawn Curry, shot selection, fantastic. But here's something else, too. Not just a three-pointer. You know, Keyshawn Curry's big issue for me, some of those, you know, he's he's been one of the offenders with all the layups that this team is missing, close-in shots. Keyshawn Curry had such great body control. You know, with a few exceptions, when he was going up to shoot, and when he was driving into the lane, he wasn't wildly off balance and throwing stuff up and all this other things. He was... He was under. He was so under control in the way he was driving in, and one of the few times he was off balance, his drive created an offensive rebound opportunity for Brown Jones, who got it and stuck it right back in. And that's the other thing you want: your guards can help your team offensive rebound because inevitably, when they get by somebody and drive, and that creates a rotation or that creates a collapse on them, you get the shot up. And often there's somebody that's not getting boxed out, and and that happened a few times tonight, and that was terrific uh, from from uh, from VCU. And it was just you know he, he I mean I don't know if this is going to be a, a a permanent thing in terms of him being able to make threes, but at the very least, every team we play is going to plug that tape in and see that, and those guards are going to be going well. We can't totally lay off. Because if we totally lay off, he just might drain one on our head, and we can't have that. Uh, and that's going to be, you know, that's that's going to be something that's going to make it even harder to defend him. Plus, as usual, defensively, he was really good tonight. Uh, you know, Elamine, you know, Elamine got nothing. Who started? He only ended up playing fourteen minutes, but he he was, you know, he was struggling at the start. Uh, they really didn't let Shepard get off after them couple threes early, and he's had big games against us. Uh, Walker, Walker struggled from the field too. Um, you know that that was it was just a great job. And yeah, uh, Hassan Ward with the dunks, absolutely. Hassan Ward going in there, uh, running the floor. Hey, here's the other thing. You know, playing good defense one, absolutely yes, no question about it. But running the floor, filling the lane, because that's 
that's most of the time how you're going to get those dunks. You got to be you got to be aware and going and right there and and of course you know it just it just it just gives this team a jolt. It really gives this team some juice when he does that. Uh, he had great energy tonight. Uh, Ward five or six. He gets ten boards too. Let me see. I'm wondering if he had any blocks here. Uh, let's see if he had any blocks because I thought he had. A, I thought he had a couple tonight. I might be wrong about that. No, he didn't have a block tonight. I'm okay. I'm surprised. I know, especially after he had what he had five the other. He had five the other day. Uh, oh yeah, Antoine Walker. <laughs> You're right, Christian Ferrace. Antoine Walker, he, he may not have nightmares, but he's going to have to watch that film review tomorrow or Thursday, and he's not going to enjoy that because he got he got worked. He got seriously worked. Uh, but, yeah, Ward tonight was terrific, both ends of the floor. And, again, you know, I lo- and I love the way he runs the floor, fills the lane. That's what you're supposed to do as a big man. But you know what the other thing is? When he's making good plays on the one end, getting him the ball. And that's that's always been a big bugaboo is when your big man makes a good play on the other, on the defensive end or gets a re- great rebound or whatever, reward him. Reward him. And VCU did that tonight. And Ben Williams came back tonight and he wasn't himself. He got the early three in that big 11 nothing run. But he struggled from the field. But we've seen this before. We've seen him struggle from the field and he's found a way to do other things. Well, the passing... He might have been rusty in terms of shooting the basketball. He wasn't rusty passing the basketball. Seven assists tonight. And some of these, and again, Vince creates such angles because of his size and his ability to handle the basketball. And the one award that was in that run of dunks that Ward had, the one pass, he really should have no-looked it because he knew he knew Ward was going to be there. And he just, I mean, he's got the defense defense going the wrong way completely, and he just slips it to him. It's almost like he slipped it out the back floor. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And and Chris Conway, that is true, but let's let's understand something. Rhode Island made a couple runs, but VCU, I don't think I think the closest they got in the second half was nine or eight. Uh, they might have got it to eight one time, but VCU responded every time. And if they'd had to respond after this last one at the end of the game, I think they would have. You know, yeah, you don't like the fact that you, you finish giving up an eight nothing run and all that, and so the, the, it doesn't look near the way it was, the way it should have looked. And again, there's, it's tough. You're going to have drift in games like this. You just it, most teams are. Some teams don't. Some teams are that locked in. That they won't, but you know this team's going to have drift from time to time, and you know there was a you know there was some bad shots taken towards the end too, and that kind of contributed to it, um, you know, and 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 I think that was part of it. But again, this was it was seventy three fifty six with with the going in the last two minutes of the game. So I, those criticisms are right and fair and often justified, but I. Me personally, I'm not making them tonight because, you know that that run at the end, the game really was over, and and that's you know and that's something that, that so it doesn't bother me nearly as much as it probably would in some of the other games, you know. And again, in the other games where we've had these issues, it got close enough that they were going to lose that they could have lost. They were never in any danger of losing this game after they got the eleven nothing run, which is which is uh, absolutely remarkable. And yes, Matt Mobley. Uh, I'll do that now. Warden Deloach tonight. 
And and as somebody messaged me during the game, and it's really true, Warden Deloach pretty much got a start going forward, I think. Uh, I, I'm, I'm about ready for that. Uh, Warden Deloach combined 9 of 12 from the field, 21 points, 21 boards. Deloach has 11 rebounds tonight. Part of the reason why VCU won the rebounding battle. Great job. What's wrong with Levi Stockard? I think it's this. I think I think he's somebody that need that because we saw this last year. He would start games, get an early basket, then not get the ball for a long time or sit. Stockard's somebody that needs to play a lot of minutes and plays better playing a lot of minutes. And I still say hang with him because you know he had the big game at Davidson, and if it wasn't for the foul foul nonsense in that game. I mean, he could have had. He could have easily had, you know, seventeen or eighteen. And I think Matt Mobley. I think that is right. I think the fact that the pace of the game was what it was also has that. So, I mean, yes, Stockard's better in the half court. I don't think there's any question about it. He only played four minutes tonight, and he's just he's got to play. He's got to play a lot more minutes of that, and he's got to get touches. And that's just the way it is. And that's just the way it is. Yeah, Brown Jones was yeah, yeah, Brown Jones had some solid rebounds tonight. But that's the thing. Deloach and Ward, your next best rebounder is Curry. So in addition to 28 points, he gets five boards and a couple of assists too while he's at it. And some steals. They had a bunch of those tonight. Let's see how many they had a lot of those tonight. Again, they had um, 14 steals. Baldwin gets four of those. It feels like he gets those, he gets four almost every game now. None had four, which is good because the rest of his night wasn't wasn't terrific. Um, and Cur no, Curry didn't have any, which surprises me because normally Curry would be good to get one. Um, by the way, you talk about the bigs, Matt Mobley. Uh, Deloach, Deloach tied with Sahonas for the second best plus minus tonight, only behind Ace. So plus 13. I mean, that's pretty good. For 16 minutes to be plus 13, that's, that's pretty darn strong. Um... You know, so he did it. I mean, again, you can see where Deloach is coming along. And and look, let's give him some credit too. He had some trouble early. Him and him and Ward and, and Stockard, they all had some trouble early with the two Mitchells. But they did they did they did they ended up doing all right on those guys because he had a the two Mitchells the two Mitchells got off on him a little bit early and then um, and then and then they started to kind of woe that back in a little bit. Um I mentioned this before, but let me go. Let me go to it again. Shot selection. I talked about it with Curry. You know, VCU made a bunch of threes in the first half. Almost fifty percent from three in the first half. Oh goodness! Typical VCU. We're going to start. You know, just, just, just chucking them up and all that. No. Only took three threes in the second half. So again, almost fifty percent from the field because. You know they they uh they they don't go crazy from three. Yeah, Deloach is Deloach is a freaking. I mean, he's a redwood tree already. And moving him, you better be you better be Brockovich's size, or you better be oh god, who was it the other day? Uh, who was the big old kid for Duquesne? I can't think of it. You gotta be somebody. You gotta be somebody that's got some heft behind you if you're gonna move Deloach out of there. Uh, he is he is strong as an ox, and and you know he's only had one year of whatever the off season program or anything like that is. You know, imagine him in a year or two. Yeah, Trey Williams, 
Trey Williams moved him a few times, and Brockovich moved him a few times, but ain't many other people going to. And just imagine him in a year or two, how, how much stronger he can get. Holy mackerel. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he can, he's freaking just something else. Uh, yeah, Bruce, I think that's a fair point about, you know, Williams going for that slam and he's, and I mean, that's the thing. Williams didn't look confident early. I mean, he made that three early, but he definitely didn't look confident on his shots. But I will say the drive in the second half where he gets fouled. That looked like normal Vince. And, you know, he goes there, he gets fouled, he gets up, he hits one out of two. That I mean, the one out of two is not great, but the point is, you know, part of him getting confidence is, is just, you know, he's going to have to push it and push it, but he's going to have to get, he's going to have to get some contact, get knocked down, get up. I'm glad I saw that tonight. I'm glad I saw him drive the lane, you know, get hit and get up. That's important. That's important because that's that's going to help him with confidence. That's going to help him with confidence. I also want to make this point. I know Nunn's had had a tough night tonight again, and he's had some tough games lately, but Nunn's time's going to come back around too. You know, he's got too much talent. I think he's pressing a little bit. I know he got hurt at the end of the night. Hopefully it's not that bad. Um, but but just just – it's going to come around for none again. It really is. It's just it's just one of those things right now. And in part, we don't need it from him because Baldwin's playing pretty well. You get the huge night from Curry. If it's not Curry, it's Williams. That's why. And yes, Christian Ferrace, That that's the thing. The criticism is that VCU didn't win by more is 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 justified. But let's look at it the other way. Those doggone those doggone Rhode Island Rams. 12 of 29 from the foul line. And look, I know we're terrible from the foul line, but Rhode Island's actually worse than us, which I didn't realize. I saw that stat where they showed the worst foul shot. Somebody put that up in the game thread. And even 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 Rhode Island's worse than VCU. So we were 333rd when I looked last week. I can't even imagine uh, where where they're ranked uh, in, in the country. But 12 of 29, and look, that first half, could have been a lot less of a lead. The game, at, when it was about five or six minutes to go, could have been about five or six if they had a decent night from the foul line. So, yes, Rhode Island is struggling. Yes, VCU could have won by a lot more than what they did, but Rhode Island could have been in this game if they could make some damn free throws. And that just, man, we've had – and I know we've had some nights from the foul line, but 12 of 29, I mean – I think the only thing that comes close to that was our night against Connecticut in the, in that in the Bahamas tournament. We had something like that down there, and that that's just yikes. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. The two Mitchells, five of fourteen from the foul line. Holy smoke! Jeez, Louise. I mean, you just you can't have it. You can't have it. And uh, I mean, yeah, this. It, it, there's a lot about this Rhode Island team that was unrecognizable. Something else that was good to see tonight. We've seen teams run on VCU even after a made basket because VCU wasn't paying attention to getting back on defense. VCU did that to somebody tonight. I was so pleased. And one of those was a great ace ball win pass and recognition. And I think Ward went up and dunked it. But it's like you've got to be paying it. Pay attention to stuff like that because 
against a team that defensively, or at least some of their defensive numbers are good. I mean, as I said earlier, Rhode Island entered tonight in the top 10 in the country in field goal percentage defense. If you can catch them sleeping, then catch them. And it was nice to see VCU finally do that because teams are going to do that every now and then against them. They're going to kind of fall asleep. Uh, uh, you know, even after made basket and that, and you can steal though, when you can steal a few points like that here or there, it's terrific. It's terrific. So it was nice to see that tonight. And, and the other thing too is yes, URI stinks, but they have had the absolute voodoo on us. So it meant, it meant something to win this game and win it in the fashion they did. Um, you know, cause like they won the game up there last year, with that crazy ending with Bones' three and then Leggett bricking those free throws after that terrible foul call. And somebody said, I think it was Bruce Stevenson in the thread, said it didn't really feel like the curse was broken by that because it was it was kind of a fluky ending, and I, and I sort of agree with that. It's like this was more definitive. This was, And, of course, the other thing, too, is Rhode Island has just gone to the Seagull Center time and again and beaten us the last few years. So it was really nice to see them smack them around at home and 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 win in this fashion and eight and three in the conference. And the other thing too is it was a big night to have to win. St. Bonaventure won easily. And the team that I'm kind of focused on the most is St. Louis, because I don't think we're gonna catch Davidson. I don't think Davidson's gonna lose two more. That's just me. St. Louis is a team we can catch for second in the conference. And St. Louis won impressively tonight, so we stay on their back bumper. So that's really great. Uh, and and I just love the way that VCU's now responded. I mean, they they this is two games now after they got their head handed to them against Dayton. The one on Saturday wasn't great. This was a lot better tonight. And now they take to the road. Now, and that's the thing. That's the last game of the season, Matt Mobley, is at St. Louis. That's right now, that's an absolutely my gigantic game, and it could be even more so. Um, so now it's George Mason on the road. And usually, two things are true. A, usually a lot of VCU fans go up there, and I hope that is the case on Saturday. Make that two hour drive if the weather's not bad and get on up there. Um, uh, and 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 uh, kind of make that a kind of almost make that a home game for VCU and B. Hopefully, we'll go up there and smack, slap them around again because God knows we have done that a bunch. Uh, we've done that a bunch up at George Mason. Yeah, you know what, Christian Ferrace? I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Christian Ferrace says Siegel Center was loud tonight. I don't know if it was just I don't know if it was just me sitting pretty close or something, but good lord, I can hear it on the radio call. I'm telling you what. Even after a, a somnambulant start with all those turnovers, when them three started to go in, you could hear it. That crowd was the crowd was into it tonight, and that crowd was making a lot of noise. And I, I have to say, that was more like it. You know, there's been a lot of issues. You know, we haven't been selling games out. The atmosphere hasn't been good. The, you know, all the home losses. That was more like it tonight from the VCU crowd and I thought they really I thought it was really good and you're right Bruce Stevenson we, we usually went up there and then Mason knocks us over at Siegel Center hopefully that will not be the case in just over two weeks time when we have to play them there but yeah 
Mason, and that's the other thing. Mason's kind of regressing to the mean now. You know, Mason had the great start. You know, if they hadn't blown it at George Washington in their opener, they would have been 5-0 uh, going into this last little stretch. But they are – they're kind of coming back to the pack a little bit here. They're coming back to where I kind of thought they would be. Uh, so, you know, they – they you know, they'd be, they won the four in a row, including beating Dayton and St. Bonaventure in, in, in Fairfax. And they gave St. Louis all they could handle – in Fairfax last, you know, a week, you know, nearly a week ago in that crazy game. But they lost at LaSalle. They lost a buzzer beater at Richmond. They got Richmond again tomorrow night. So there's every chance by the time we play them, Mason will be on a four-game losing streak. And, yes, most of the games will have been close. But when you have the kind of turnover they have, for them to be doing as good as they have is kind of crazy. And Kim English has done a hell of a job, and I'm really impressed with him. But, but Mason's kind of come back to the pack now, or starting to. So, presuming Richmond goes up there and wins Wednesday, we face a team that's lost five in a row, and I really do think VCU should go in, ought to go in there and stick it to them up at, up at, up at, uh, up at, the, uh, up at the Patriot Center, whatever they call it now. Um, and, look, that's been a very good – that's been a very happy hunting ground for us, uh, that arena. We, we – whatever reason – We've played well up there. Not only have we played well up there, we've kind of often gone up there and killed them. Like the year they clinched the regular season title up there, I think they beat them by like thirty-five. It was really enjoy- it was really enjoyable. There were a lot of VCU fans in the in there tonight. So I hope anybody that's listening to this get on up to that Patriot Center and uh, add some add some support for VCU in that game because I I would certainly I certainly like that. I certainly like seeing us go up there and do it. I've, it's one of those things I miss about living up, living in Virginia is that if I, is if I was if I was still living in Virginia, I could go up there and then spend the night at my dad's, which would be nice, or spend the night at my sister's, would be right around the corner, and that's something I would really look uh, look to. And yes, and yes, Bruce Stevens, and that's the other thing. Yes, we also need to treat Mason like a rival. Yes, 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 because that that has got on my nerves because I've seen people. Maybe not in your social media timelines, but I've seen people in my social media timelines poo-poo Mason say, oh, that's not a real rival. Well, you might feel that way, but George Mason don't feel that way. And so, yes, treat them like this is the old days in the CAA and we're fighting for something major. And and that's and and that's how you go. Oh, is that what that what George Washington's doing, Matt Mobley? That's how they're that's how they're uh that's how they're keeping the visiting fans out. Well, that's uh that's no good, but that's not surprising. It's still no good. So yeah, so this is this is now these two road games coming up are games you'd expect VC to win. You know they got to they got to come up and they got to come up and with with the with the uh, with with the right side, kind of mental attitude and approach. And, I, and that's the other thing. Yeah, they had all the turnovers early, but the energy level was good. The defensive energy level was where it needed to be at the start. I really like the way they came at this game tonight. I think they kind of – I mean, you're right about Matt Mobley that all the A-10 teams are rivals, but I think the VCU players probably got shown a lot of video of Rhode Island sticking it, you know, walking all over us at the Siegel Center from the last few years, and they kind of took it personally tonight. And it was a physical game too, and there was a lot of chippiness, which I'm not surprised. And it's funny because, again, 
a lot of the players that were involved in all that are gone. Langevin's not there, and Fats Russell's not there. Another big schmo that used to give us troubles not there anymore. Either he's graduated, but there was some there was some edge to VCU tonight. I liked it. I like that. I like it. Yes, I do. So eight and three in the conference. Really, really feel like VCU's coming. They they've got the Dayton thing out of their out of their system, and now it's like okay, let's let's move forward again. No, I know Fast Russell went to Maryland, and uh, and um, you know let's let's I think we're moving forward again, and and let's let's continue to start to round into form at the right time because that's what because we're now in the last ten games, and even if it's changed with the with the committee, your last ten is what the committee looks at a lot, and and. If we can keep heating up like this, it would. Uh, it, it's it's gonna. It could bode very well for VCU at the end of the season and in the tournament, and in the tournament and all that sort of stuff. So, let's see here. Saturday is a four o'clock game, so yeah, no live video because I will be working unless I'm somehow an alternate. I will attempt, depending on when the schedule comes out, I will attempt to try to convince somebody to let me work Super Bowl Sunday for them. So I can get Saturday off. Uh, I don't know how well that's going to do, but I'm going to try that as soon as our schedule gets out. I'm going to, I'm going to put it on everybody, find all the people that have Sunday, and say I'll swap Saturday for Sunday and see if they'll bite on that one. They probably won't, but I'll try. Uh, but there will be a podcast drop in the next morning, of course, as, as as per usual. I'll be listening in the truck, and then I'll rewatch it on. Uh, ESPN Plus, and I'm very happy about that. The next few games are on ESPN Plus. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, oh, gosh. And then after these two road games, it's a Friday night with the Spiders. Oh, my. Oh, my. That could be fun. But that's – I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. So, everybody in the thread, game thread, thank you. Great comments. Everybody on the in the in the – in the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly group on the live video. Thank you for that. This is why you should join the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly group. Also, forgot to say at the start, Rams Rewind is sponsored by our good friends at Lady Nolens. Get some Cajun food. Comfort eat, celebrate, whatever it is. Get some Cajun food from Lady Nolens. I'm, I'm quite sure you won't regret it. So I thank you all for listening. And I will talk to you guys. Uh, it'll be uh, probably uh, Sunday after the uh, George Mason game. Thanks, thanks everyone. Have a good night. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.